Hi, everyone. I'm Ken Anderson. Welcome to this edition of the Southern Sports Legends audio podcast. Now, Southern Sports Legends is all about having great conversations with our Southern sports heroes and legends. You'll know their names, you'll know their stories, their plays, their careers, but on Southern Sports Legends, we try to take it a little bit further. We'll walk down memory lane and hear their perspectives, their stories about the big plays, the big games, their careers. And so I really think you will enjoy the Southern Sports Legends experience. If you're a Southern College football or basketball or baseball fan, you'll hear more inside information and personal stories from our Southern Sports Legends that you've never heard before. So hope you'll come back often. We're an audio podcast in the audio podcast world. We are a YouTube video channel. Just go to YouTube and search Southern Sports Legends channel. We're a Facebook page and much, much more. So hope you will like us, follow us, subscribe to us, all of that kind of stuff. And hope you enjoy seeing and hearing the Southern Sports Legends experience. And we want you to be a part of this experience as well. So if you have a Southern sports hero personally that you'd love to hear a great walk down memory lane conversation with, shoot us an email, southernsportslegends at gmail.com. Give us your hero's name and some of your memories of that hero. We'll try to make contact with that person and record a great audio podcast conversation with them so you'll have a personal connection with Southern sports legends. Now, if you are a college football fan in particular, I think you'll really enjoy this week's SSL conversation. Our guest this week is actually an archived interview from 2006, but our guest interview this week is with head coach David Cutcliffe, Coach Cut as everyone likes to call him. He's the current head football coach at Duke University, has been since 2008, very successful there. But through his many years of college football coaching, Coach Cut has kind of developed the reputation of being the quarterback coach guru, the guy that really knows how to develop, tutor, and mentor college football quarterbacks. He's coached the likes of Eli Manning, Peyton Manning at Tennessee, Eli, of course, at Ole Miss. In fact, Coach Cut has coached eight quarterbacks in college football that have gone on to play in the NFL, Heath Schuler. Peyton Manning, T. Martin, Eli Manning, Eric Ainge, Thaddeus Lewis, Sean Renfrey, and Daniel Jones, who is now the current young quarterback of the New York Giants in the NFL. So Coach Cut has really been able to develop and mentor young quarterbacks and turn them into successful college quarterbacks and on into NFL careers. And he's got that reputation of being the quarterback coach guru. So that's pretty much what this week's conversation is all about. It happened in 2006, a great sit-down interview with Coach Cut, simply about his philosophy how he approaches coaching quarterbacks, the physical, the mental, everything that goes into coaching and developing a successful college football quarterback. So it's great inside football information. So as a college football fan, I think you'll really enjoy the insights that you'll glean from Coach David Cutcliffe. Now, just a little background on this 2006 conversation with David Cutcliffe. In the early 2000s, we were producing weekly television programming covering the SEC, football and basketball season. During football season, our programs were called the Quarterback Club because mainly former SEC quarterbacks were our co-host. But in 2005, Coach Cut was out of football for one season. He had been a very successful head coach at Ole Miss from 1999 to 2004. 
But after 04, he leaves Ole Miss and was actually hired by Notre Dame as the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. But some medical issues forced Coach Cut to sit out of coaching for one season, that 2005 season. And we were lucky enough to be graced by his presence. He served as our SEC analyst during that 2005 football season. And let me tell you, folks, as a college football fan myself and a member of the media, what a pleasure it was to learn from this guy every single week and hear him analyze and discuss and talk about college football overall, SEC football in particular. So that was one of the best experiences of my career to be able to listen to him every single week. And I also realized during that time what a man of integrity and ethics and professionalism Coach Cut is. He is truly one of the good guys in college coaching. So I really appreciated that time in 2005 with him. Fast forward one year, we knew he would get back into coaching. So 2006, he's rehired at the University of Tennessee by Philip Fulmer as the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. Comes in in 2006 and takes on the task of kind of rebuilding the quarterback at the time at Tennessee, Eric Ainge. Eric had had a rocky season in 05. So Coach Cut has to come in and kind of rebuild him mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. And he does that to great success. Eric Ainge goes on to have a good career at the University of Tennessee and then goes on to the NFL for several years. So this conversation preseason of 2006 with Coach David Cutcliffe is mainly about that quarterback-quarterback-coach relationship and his philosophy of mentoring and developing the college quarterback. So it's good insights into coaching, good insights into college football, what it's like to be the college football quarterback, because we also interview Eric Ainge at the time, 2006, about being that quarterback, being that big-time college quarterback, and his relationship with the quarterback coach. So if you're a college football fan, I hope you will really enjoy this good inside college football conversation with Coach David Cutcliffe. Give me one, give me one, give me one. You don't have to ask if you listen to me, dude. Uh, bucket throw. Back corner bucket throw. Hustle back. Save two. That almost didn't get in there. That's it. There you go. Good with your feet. We got a chance. We're not there by any means yet. I mean, we're not close by any means yet. But we still got some days left to go. And, and our job is to try to get them to where we're a productive offense. All right, back to that quarterback-quarterback-coach relationship. Uh, Eric Ainge, your number one coming into the season. Uh, since you've taken back over here, Coach, what have you been working with him specifically on from mechanics to mindset, mentally, everything? What do you work with him on? Well, we went back to square one again, everything we're doing. And, uh, you know, everybody has their way of coaching, and mine has always been just from the ground up. Uh, so we started talking about the mechanics. Now, hear me tell you about mechanics with quarterbacks. It's from the neck up and the neck down. The fundamentals, you train them over and over and over. Uh, what, what I call them are habit drills. And if you do something right finally a thousand times, then you're gonna do it right consistently. And so I'm a big drill guy and a big tempo guy. We've tried to get that out of them at practice. Uh, when they're through with practice, whether it's spring practice or preseason, they better be wet and tired because we're gonna work that way. Then from the mechanics, uh, mentally, uh, there's a toughness that, that has to take place. Uh, confidence is earned. 
you know, people expect us to give a guy confidence. Uh, you can't do that. Leadership abilities are earned. You don't you don't issue that to somebody. You don't declare them a captain and make them, or a quarterback and make them a leader. Uh, so we've really tried to teach every part of it. And, and in doing so, again, you're talking about that relationship between a quarterback and a quarterback coach. Uh, you're gonna spend a lot of time with those guys, whether it's in casual conversation or whether it's in the meeting room. Did you find that Eric had lost a little confidence possibly after last year's something of a rocky season? Well, there's no doubt. Um, you know, I think confidence was tested all across the board here, uh, you know, going five and six. And then ultimately, uh, you know, Eric having things pretty much blow up on him. He was a 19-year-old when he went through that. He's a young guy, and uh, that's a challenge in itself. So uh, you have to support him, make him understand it, and, you know, basically, uh, I have a thing in offense where you're always, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm uh, conservative all the time, but you stop the worst first. And, and once you learn to do that, you don't let these big bad things happen to you, th then good things ultimately will happen. Give me a, a week during the regular season. What's mm -hmm. your schedule like with the quarterback? Well, we are, we, we, you know, we're tied down uh, with NCAA rules, and uh, we have a 20-hour work week with them. Three hours of that is game time. Uh, but we're, we're going to um, utilize every minute we can get. We have a four-hour day maximum. Uh, when, when I can, uh, if we've got an hour and 40 on the field and no weights, then I'm going to use two hours and 20 minutes of meeting time. And, uh, you know, there's various times, and we're, we're kind of reworking our schedule potentially a little bit as to what we do what day of the week. But... Uh, you know, they're going to come by and they're going to watch tape on their own. They're going to send me a list of questions where it's not actual meeting time. You know, I'm going to have suggested things uh, for them to look at and to work and worksheets to work up. Then I also give them tests. Uh, I give them tips and reminders to review. Uh, they fill out comment sheets. Um, you know, it's pretty much a full-time job. And then, you know, they know I expect this out of a quarterback. They better not miss a class. They better not miss an assignment. We're gonna be on track to graduate. We're gonna do the little things right because winning in life is an all the time thing. And you know, that's really important for our quarterbacks. And if you look, our quarterbacks have been extremely successful both on and off the field. And I think that's one of the keys uh, to that happening. You make the play call. Does Eric Ainge, will he have total freedom to check, to change the play? Or yeah, they never have total freedom. Uh, they work within parameters, even uh, Peyton Manning's of the world. Uh, you, you give them parameters. You, we, a lot of times we'll give them two plays in the signal, and they know and they're coached, if this look, we'll do this, this look, we'll do that. But we have base checks going into a game plan, and if you get this front, and then this is what we're checking to. Or if you get this front, uh, but not every front calls, uh, causes us to check. So a big portion of the game plan is call and run it. A big portion of it is a two play, what we call at the lines. And then another big portion always is the ability, and this is freedom, to audible a play versus a look that we think may give us trouble otherwise. Anything unusual? You've been in this game a long time. Anything funny, anything unusual happened to you during the course of a game? Well, I mean, there's all kinds of unusual things that are going <laughs> to occur during the game. But, you know, to give people an idea of what goes on, uh, 
you know that people don't know or don't see. Uh, we're, we're Peyton's quarterback in here, and we're down in uh, in Alabama, and uh, we are in a goal line situation against a really good Alabama defense. And I had told him on the bus on the way over, uh, I said, "Listen, if the signaler points at you after giving you a play, then I don't want you to tell anybody." And, and I said, no other coach knows this. I want you to call that play. You fake it to the tailback, and then you belly the ball, and you keep it. And uh, it became known as the point. And anyway, we call it, and I tell the signaler, I said, hey, I said, now point at Peyton. He said, what? I said, point at Peyton. He said, okay. So he points at Peyton. Peyton calls it. Um, we run the play, and the back that he faked to, didn't know he wasn't getting the ball, launches. Well, he actually got in the end zone. Peyton has the ball. Nobody in the stadium, including Alabama's defense, knows it until it's too late, and he scores. But our linemen who blocked that play see the back. They're signaling touchdown. They're celebrating with the back. And Peyton's got the ball over here, and he's the one that actually scored. So it was a pretty neat fake. If you want to get a great fake, just don't tell anybody on occasion. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little football. Quarterback, quarterback, coach relationship. Uh, you and Coach Cut now. Uh, give us an idea of how much time you've been spending with this guy, just preparing for this coming season. Obviously, in spring ball, you know, you got meetings every day, practice three times a week. Um, you know, everybody does that. And then coming into the summertime, you spend a lot. You spend a lot of time with them, just saying hello, stopping by, you know, talking a little football, like. You know, hey, I'm gonna go do. You know, we're gonna go throw this afternoon. I'm gonna try this. You know, they can't do. They can't really do anything with you in the summertime, so that makes it tough. But I mean, once you get to camp, I mean, it's you gotta have you gotta have a good relationship. I, you see him so much. If you didn't have a good relationship, you wouldn't have any fun. So it's all day, every day for about three weeks. What do you feel like after a bit of a rocky season last year? What do you feel like that you and he, or and you individually? have really worked on and need to work on going into the 2016? Just from the neck up, understand, not just understanding the play or not understanding the defense or this zone blitz, but, or what it looks like, but what it is, why they do it, you know, the philosophy behind stuff, you know, not just teaching us, you know, a pass play, but teaching us every different, you know, thing about the pass play and everything the defense could possibly do to that set. You know, it's just a mental, a mental game, you know, playing the chess game. And I think that just the strides that I've already made, I mean, I can see a big difference when I'm out there on the field. Three-step drop is something that's going to be quick. You know, we call it a quick game. So you're going to take one big step. You're going to try to get away. You got to get away from the line. And then you got to align your, yeah, you got to align your drop on your second step. So if you're throwing to the left, your second step is going to have to be turn, turn, so you can come off and use your hips. You know, you can't, you can't go straight, 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 otherwise you end up having to step and it ends up being more like a four-step drop. You know, so Coach, you know, Coach Cut always sees you, you're big here, eyes down the field, small, small, ball. And it's the same if you're going to the right, it's just big, small, small, ball. That way you can come out and get the ball there on time. What's the most important thing in being a quarterback? Is it the mental, is it the physical, is it the arm, is it the footwork? It's not the physical, it's, it's definitely not the physical. Uh, the most important thing about being a quarterback is being able to is being able to lead the team, and being able to you know, 
run the show. You know, you could say run the show because everything starts and everything ends with you. I mean, you, you call the, you get the play, you call the play, you snap the ball, you get it to the athletes in space. It, you know, it's that's all that's all part of your job. You know, there's been great quarterbacks that don't have great arms or great feet, but they know how to run the show and they're smart. You know, so and I feel like I do have a great arm and I do have good feet. So, you know, now you know I'm able to piece the mental part to it and you know the leadership role and I'm able to you know do all that those kind of things that Coach Cuts brought. To me, you know, and I see I see big strides in myself already and our football team. Talking about that leadership, what what would be your leadership style? Are you a rah rah guy in the huddle? Are you quiet leadership? How do you do that? It's a little of both. I think you really got to be. I think you really got to pick your times for the rah rah, because if you don't, you know, then it just kind of gets, you know, you know, you know, it just kind of gets okay. You know, Ainge is talking again. You don't and you don't want that. You want to lead by example, more important than anything. And you got to be mentally tough. If you can lead by example and you're mentally tough, then the guys are going to see. You know, the guys in the field are out there working, you know, working harder than I am. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they they see stuff like that. Eric, what's it like in the huddle with with you at quarterback? Do you talk to the receivers? What are you doing? What can you do? Do you talk to the linemen about what's going on? What do you do? You, you talk to them a little bit, but when you're actually out there in the huddle on the field, and the way the game's going to be even faster this year. You know, you, you got 25 seconds from when it's blown, and most you know you're seldomly out of the huddle when the whistle's blown for play. You get to the ball usually, hopefully, if you're a good team, with about 20 seconds. You know, maybe you know maybe 15 or 16 seconds. And so, I mean, you don't really have time in the huddle to be, you know, having conversations. You can say, hey, we're about to, you know, like if you if we're going to run a pass play, I can say, hey, the corner's doing this, so do that, you know, fake that and go here. Mm -hmm. You know, or look outside before you come. You know, you can tell them little quick, a quick note like that, but you can't just you can't just sit there and talk to them. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's SSL Conversation, Southern Sports Legends. We are a regular audio podcast. We have a YouTube video channel uh, because many of these audio podcast interviews that you'll hear as podcast were also originally produced as television interviews, like the David Cutcliffe interview that you just heard. So you can go to our YouTube video channel, Southern Sports Legends channel, and see the actual video of many of these archived interviews that you'll hear as audio podcast. Hope you enjoy it. If you like what you hear and see with Southern Sports Legends, hope you'll like, follow, subscribe, all of that kind of stuff. We would really appreciate that. And again, we want you to be a part of this experience. If you have a Southern Sports hero, legend that you would love to hear a great walk down memory lane conversation with, just shoot us an email, southernsportslegends at gmail.com. We'll try to make contact with your hero and record an audio podcast interview so you will have a personal connections with this Southern Sports Legends experience. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time on Southern Sports Legends.